Hello, Bond Apart listeners. It's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and for sharing our interest in all things fashion. Don't forget, we are on Patreon. There are four different subscription tiers and so many treats and extras, including bonus mini episodes, monthly catch-ups, Ask Us Anything, and many, many more, including lots of photographs of things we see behind the scenes. So listen to the podcast, follow us on Instagram, and please go to patreon.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I um I went to an archive yesterday, which was oh my word, where did I you go? I know I went to the Westminster archives, which I actually oh, never that's been. Nice. Um, and there were what so were you friendly. I'm trying to find out more about a building, so I was looking at oh. some plans, and then then I realized that they also have the postal directories, and you know how I'm obsessed with oh, postal God, directories. That's your favorite thing. Yeah, so I spend a lot of time looking through the postal, and and it's microfiche, you know, or microfilm rather. So you oh, know, la. I love doing the microfilm thing. So <laughs> I was in my element. Yeah. And so, have you sent lots of postcards now to to people from? another era who don't even live there anymore no but that there are there I I should do there are there were a few you know I just I'm always so fascinated by there were quite a lot of beauticians around and but I'm sort of looking at the 30s and there were quite a lot Mm. of yeah beauticians and I don't know it's just yeah there's quite a few people that sound like one should try and find out more about them oh how fascinating Mm. what fun yeah so it's it must have been the first time for years and there was also yes. someone else who was researching something else and we chatted for a bit and I think I haven't done that for years, you know. Like, no, I can't imagine uh, when I last bumped yeah. into someone in an archive. Yeah, it was just really it, I nice. really think Westminster archives are amazing. Mm, no, it, it, and it was just felt like a sort of safe haven in a way. Yes. Yeah, it was relatively quiet. And and are the, are the directories, what do they actually look like? Do they have, like, are the covers nice graphics or nice fonts? Um. So... They are actually visually maybe not that exciting. They have some okay. advertising, but that's usually, you know, big motor car companies or something like right. that. But what I like is that they are by street, you know, so they go up oh, and down one street. Wow. So, so they're not alphabetical by the person? No, so I think that they, oh, they have different goodness. sections. And I don't know all the sections well because I usually just go for the street. But they mm. have one which I think is companies in alphabetical order then they have a street and they go just down one at the side you know and every time they wow. come to a little side street they they say here is this and this street and then they go the next few numbers Ooh. and then and then they sort of and it's it's absolutely fascinating you know particularly if you do like a few years how how people move in and out and and, and that kind yeah. of stuff it's just you really feel you get to know the people and then there is another section which is uh, residential. Uh, so, but that's quite small actually at that point. Um, and then there's some there's some other sort of sections. So, yeah, visually it's not that exciting, but I I just love the way they're set out. It seems very 
it seems very odd you know i don't know why well, it seems very it. villagey i can't i i mean it's it it must be fascinating mm. to see what's in one street i mean how amazing but it it makes it seem like you'd have to really know the area that you were like you'd only want to phone in your area or you wouldn't be able to find things yeah i don't know i guess it says it's the postal directory um, oh so there might be another one that's yeah the... so it's maybe more about but i i still don't quite know I, it's actually interesting i'd never really thought about how you would have used it at the time because you know? I think you didn't you used to have to say the like phone up and say like Brixton and then a little number that was about four four numbers was your phone number. Yeah, like you'd have to say a district. Yeah, but so these, you'd need to know the district. These don't have the phone number. Oh, just the post. Yeah, they're just. Oh, say, sorry, I'm really being slow to actually understand this. It it actually doesn't make sense now. I'm telling it to you. I just always accepted it as it is, but it just. It just says at number nine, there's Lord so-and-so and there is, you know, Madame so-and-so is a milliner. And yeah, interesting names that people either have or come up with for their businesses. Or yeah, and then that's it. And it goes to the next number. It just really says who. And it's just, it's a sort of weird thing. It's a mixture of businesses and, and private people. And sometimes mm. for a few years, a house isn't mentioned you know number nine might just not be listed and then next oh. time it either has a business in it so I think and also they lag behind you know you know someone was what at a particular place in I don't know 35 but they only appear in 30 in the 36 directory so I don't know exactly how that worked how they got their information and what the time wow. lag was with the printing so it's not a hundred percent but and I wonder if you know number nine being missing means there was nothing in that place yeah or just whoever it was didn't do whatever you do to be registered and be in it exactly I was wondering about that yesterday because sometimes a house is missing and then next time it comes around there are like six people in it and you think well what what happened? <laughs> you know what, what happened here um and yet yeah sometimes I guess sometimes places seem to be converted from residential to you know um company houses so that's quite interesting right. it's in this sort of interim yeah so but it yeah I I really like it it's just um it's fascinating and mm. it's so fascinating to think this is during the depression so whether there's I wonder if there's any greater movement of people and businesses during that period or not really yeah because I you're looking know. at kind of rich areas so perhaps they weren't particularly affected there does anyway. seem to be a lot of movement with dressmakers and milliners sort of smaller places mm. they really seem to come and go you know one year they're there next year they're gone yeah so there's a lot of movement with that but I looked at Hanover Square at some point and that was before 25 and it was the same the, the, this yes. was rare that people stayed for more than five or six years that was quite unusual wow. yeah so that was and fun. so that's so lovely the idea that you could map the city that closely Yes. It's really exciting. Mm, mm, yeah. And sometimes you come across someone, you know, some famous person that you didn't think oh, really? lived where you, you know. Oh. So, but that's that's quite rare. It's more, you know, smaller companies. And yesterday, I annoyingly now I've forgotten what they called themselves, but it was two men's names and it sounded a bit like they were 
bodybuilders or like almost like a sports studio so I thought I need to oh, <laughs> need fabulous. to check them out a bit yeah wow I do always my I always do a class with my MA students on the sports body and we always watch Eugene Sando you know the bodybuilder from the early 20th century it just made me think of that when you said bodybuilders and there are a lot of health and bodybuilding magazines and societies in the in the 20s and 30s Ah, oh, that's very interesting. It's a real thing. And you have, they're all called, oh, the, one of them, I think one of them is called Vim, which I always really loved that it's just called Vim because that's just such a Vimmy kind of word. It just uh -huh. sounds fun and up and peppy. Um, and there's there's always like concerns that they link to sort of fascism. And I think there's like a period where ah. at least one of the magazines linked to British fascism. But it that wasn't real. that was definitely not the kind of, reason for or driving force or majority though so it's just part of you know the whole interest in health and hygiene and exercise that really grows during the interwar period and yeah my grandfather yeah, fascinating. he said that he was he was doing boxing training he wasn't boxing but he said the training oh. was the best training you could do I bet for for oh I found them now Gaston and Andre body culture Wow. I felt that. Oh need my to God. Find I out. can picture them. Yeah. Gaston and all I can picture them, but I now also want an actual picture of them. Yeah. I haven't done Gaston anything about and Andre. Gaston and Andre. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Body culture. Wow. Mm. I bet they were fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, it's so. I just. I just really. It's just so exciting, this kind of research that's really nitty gritty, but it, mm. it, it gives you such amazing insight into what it was actually like in another period. And, you know, just knowing what a row of shops was rather than just knowing one, one shop exactly. makes so much yeah. difference. And at Hanover Square, when I looked at that, you could really see how some business were replaced. So Hanover Square was full of dentists at some point, which is oh, quite odd. I don't know why. And a lot of American it, dentistry. Yeah. What I'm not. Well, I suppose that's because of Grosvenor Square, isn't it? Mm. Because of the embassy. Maybe. I think American dentistry was actually a particular branch. I, oh, I see. I think it was a particular kind of dentistry, but I might be wrong. Oh, I, I thought you meant american dentists no I no it's like it, they call it american dentistry oh and then you gradually more and more car related businesses come in oh of you course know, that's really interesting at first they're not there and then you get i can never say that word garages garages mm. and yeah you know dealers in cars and and that kind of thing Wow. One day I must look at the, up the, because there's at least one shop that sh sold American sportswear in, I think, Barclay Square. Sportswear clearly... comes up a lot. There's a lot of people who say they're sportswear. Wow. But mm. this this was America. This was ah, like American. Okay. I mean, like, I don't know if it was literally McArdle, probably wow. not in the 30s, but that kind of sportswear rather than active mm. sportswear or town and country wear. And it was it was clearly because of being near the American embassy um, ah. and it's in Madge Garland's book on the 30s she mentions one or two just in passing mentions one or two mm. of these places and it's one of those things you know for like 20 years I've had it in the back of my mind I must one day go and look and have never got round to it but ah. this is clearly where I would need to go yeah 
Well, when I next go, I hope I will go again, then I'll let you know and maybe I can Thank look something you. up for you. Well, I mean, it amazing. It would give me great pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud of that you can work microfilm because I can't ah. work microfilm or microfiche. Whenever I've tried to, I end up like flinging them around, like they spring off and fling around the room and I can't control them to keep them <laughs> in the right place on what I want. I'm just like, just ridiculous. Like I'm sure chimpanzees could do better using yeah. them than I can. I, I the microfiche I always get the wrong way around. And I don't the one thing I don't like about the microfilm, they're very loud. I'm always you know when you when you have to fast forward. Yes. I'm always very conscious that the entire room can hear them. No, it's uh, yeah, but at least they're not being hit in the head. I have literally <laughs> hit someone in the head <laughs> with a <the> microfilm. <laughs> because oh, i'm that bad i just i don't know what it is i can't keep them on the little thingy you have to put them on mm. i can't i can't control i just can't do it yeah They're there bit... is some hand to eye thing that i lack that i can't do they are a bit hardcore at westminster archives they don't put any instructions at the british library They're oh well quite... then i'd be hopeless there'd be no point in even going <laughs> they're quite good destructions but i was sitting there a little bit yesterday thinking hmm where does this thing go? I just been sitting there crying because I couldn't have been able to do it. That's fascinating, yeah. though, Beatrice. And I love it when you do your in-depth research on, on buildings. It's my favourite. Oh, thank you. That's so good. And thank you for suggesting watching The Gold Diggers of 1933. Oh, my God. Did you like it? God, it's just, there's just so much. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm. It's just incredible like it's first of all it's super entertaining yeah because i've been watching so much as you can imagine for my book research i've been watching so many things and some things i'm just kind of watching in a dutiful way to see this thing mm. but i just loved it i was like in it i was experiencing every emotion mm. i'm not even a musicals person and i just i just think it's fantastic mm. i love it and i love i think it's really like it's really strange the mix of kind of tone in it from really you know hardcore terrible depression era things to really the most uplifting things but somehow it carried me with it yeah i it is an, an amazing mixture and very moving at the end i mean very oh yeah, my goodness yeah there were a lot of things but i i haven't recently watched many f films from that period so what mm. i i have a few questions so okay I, um, I will try and answer but i may not be able to oh baby i'm not sure it's a question but when it, it starts off so incredibly yes and the tunes are really earworms i mean they don't get mm, out of you completely head. yeah and i just the close-up of Ginger Rogers when she sings, it's such, it's so close. Isn't it amazing? Do you mean at the, in the beginning, the, the... When she sings in the money and they yes. go sort of, she's she's in close-up, which is sort of yeah. fine, but you see maybe a bit of her her neck and, but at some point they go in and it goes blurry for a little while yes. and then it becomes clear again. And they're so, I mean, her face fills the entire screen. It's just incredible. Yes, I mean, it must be amazing on the big screen. Yeah. I'd like to see it in a cinema. Mm. Um, and that whole that whole entry point into the film is so mm. incredible. The way it's this big production number, their clothes are literally made out of coins and like blown up coins and... It's like a parody 
of musical numbers, even though this is a musical with yeah. those kind of numbers. It's like parodying its own genre. And then when the men, you know, the the police start coming in and taking literally the costumes off their bodies mm. because they have they've got debts to pay. It's so kind of crashing and 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 just so brilliant. I think the way it's done because it's so it's so kind of jarring to go from that excess mm. to to that kind of humiliation. But they don't get humiliated. They're just like, oh, another one's closed. I've been in, you know, for this month that have closed. That it's just that kind of resignation and like, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep going. Mm. It's amazing too. Mm. And I loved how it's just as the, the cast is so amazing. They're sort of... I loved Aileen McMahon, particularly yes. Trixie. Is oh, he Trixie? Trix, I can't remember the name I mean. Trixie Lorraine I mean, in itself. That's, I mean, it's yeah. so good. It's yeah. so good. They've all got really... And I love I love at the beginning that, that each actor's, their face and then their name and their character name appear on a coin in the credit sequence. I do love those kind of credit sequences mm. that are themed to the film and yes when ginger rogers sings the song in pig latin yes. as well i had to say i had to i had to actually google that i thought what's going on here what am i missing i know here? it's very very weird yeah it? it's very strange and yeah. then and then when you cut to like this the three of the women in sort of virtually in one bed mm. and i i really like that scene where you have the three of them and it's like the malaise of not having a job and not having a reason to get up, but also yeah. they're cold, so they're staying in bed. And and they're kind of, they make comments about how even like their pyjamas were bought by boyfriends. So even that source of money has gone now. And you get that sense of women, working class women of like, how, how do you make ends meet? And what mm. are the different things you need to do to kind of forward your career, further your career? And just live and survive. Mm. Um, and then when when I do think Ginger Rogers' character is very funny because she's so like awful and over the top, and with her sunglasses. Funny. Oh, I love that when she comes in in that strange kind of super tight, oh, like black dress. and black and transparent stripes. Mm. And then this... I thought it was very Scaparelli, actually. Yeah, and someone says at some point. Um, in this scene they sort of think back of when things were good and that they they say something about a little dress that Schiaparelli oh, made up. Oh do they? I'd for- yeah. Oh so maybe it's meant, to- I'd forgotten that you're right, yeah. No, that's, that's before really she comes in and then Yeah, and then she arrives with her sunglasses and her skin tight dress amazing. And this they have that a few times in the clothing that you have something that is fed through an opening, you know, the black dress yes. has a bit of white. It almost actually, to be honest, looks a bit like a folded napkin coming out it does. <laughs> from one side and going through a slit and then going out. Yeah, but yeah, across. that's a real thing, isn't it? Mm. And I like it that it's like, you know, well, this one's got a rehearsal, so just get, so just swap clothes immediately. Mm. So she's got the best outfit. It's like whoever has the best rehearsal, uh, not rehearsal, that whoever has the biggest audition gets the best outfit. So it just gets circulated. Mm between them and I love that I love how kind of transparent they are about how clothing is going to help you get where you need to be and that you have to dress for where you want to be not where you are right now Mm. um and because I think it's hilariously brilliant later on when there's when they're scamming the two men who are just being vile and rude and using them 
and they just start using them back that they're buying like insane outfits like um trixie has what looks like a kind of i don't know like a swiss guard from the vatican style stripy sleeves and a huge kind of rough and there's feathers and god knows what involved when they're just getting them to spend money to make them spend their money and i loved when they uh so the men are with them the men who try to it's yeah this plot is just impossible um yeah so the two men they're scamming are with them and then they these two hats arrived that she ordered (laughs) that she wants the man to buy and they're both they're 75 dollars each which must have been just a lot of money but they on the one hand they don't really look like that much that's what i quite like they're both black they really are very very super simple but i also wouldn't have known one looks like a sort of hat for the summer of straw it's black with a quite a small brim but then when she puts it on she puts it at this rakish angle and I would never have thought this is how it worked, that hat. I know no. things are at an angle a lot at that time, but, you know, then, then she puts the hat on and think, oh, yeah, it actually is really very, very, it's yes. a very good hat. It's know. worth those $75. Mm. And I, I really like it, it because the whole thing of gold diggers, I always think is such an offensive thing because, you know, frankly, if a rich man is going to pay for it, and he gets the glamour and association and beauty and everything that he gets from the woman, then I think it's an even deal. Yeah, and I always, when I was looking into Lady Delamere, who married four times, and oh, the yes. last three men, you know, they were very rich. And at some point, I would, I, I never used the term, but I was sort of, I wasn't scathing, but I, I just, you know, it, it took me a while to, to, to think the, her background. She wasn't, you know, poor she i think her mm. father was a doctor but i thought what what could she have done to get the amount well, of money exactly. that she got through marrying exactly. what, what on earth could she have done yeah if you're in a patriarchy you're not being dealt a fair hand and fair opportunity then i think you know you got to hustle mm. Mm. yeah so i admire these women very much and i really love them and i i love I love how they are driving the story and they are in charge. I know, like, the men provide the money, but that seems like such a kind of, like, they're the least creative in it, if you see what I mean. I know Dick Powell, dear Dick Powell, who's just in all these films, and I don't know. I never quite remember him, but there he is. Bless him. He does He does write the music, so I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. And the songs, and I mean, Busby Berkeley just is insane in every way and fantastically fantastic what vision i know this i love that the 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 dvd i got they had some extras and someone said and i'm sure thousands of people have said this before but he he said about busby berkeley he creates a universe with its own um laws of time and space and i thought that was was putting it mildly that's like the polite way (laughs) but the they also i which i hadn't got when i've saw it but in this this little featurette that they mm. they particularly focus on sorry there's a rubbish man outside so you might hear oh, some noise right. um they thought focus on the number with the violence oh that one <laughs> and i hadn't noticed that of course you need cables to like oh didn't you notice no the i didn't at the first and the girl, time the women the the dancers kept being electrocuted because there's yeah, metal on their dresses terrible and then you give them an electric like a very 
kind of crude electric mm. pack of some kind. I know. No, I mean, they really suffered because um, Adrian gave me this John Coble book where it's, I think, his, someone, a cinematographer or a cameraman who worked with him and three of his chorus girls. And they were all saying about how he didn't, he didn't recruit dancers. And I mean, they don't dance. Like you think in your no, head later true. on of them as dancers, but they never dance. They're doing steps. And, you know, let's not forget he was a drill sergeant. So he had been mm. drilling. He it, He's all about formation, isn't he? Mm. And so there are these incredible formations of women doing the same thing repeatedly for visual pattern effect. And yes, that he would recruit women who looked right and were the right size and height and look, and he just wanted them to look alike. And the other thing that I found very funny is she said that he that, that you weren't allowed to show your navel, so you always had your navel covered up. How odd. <laughs> and that, now whenever I watch them, I'm like, can I see a belly button anyway? <laughs> but I, another thing, because I, um, I must have watched quite a few of these when I was very young, but I hadn't for a while, and I was surprised how many men were actually involved mm. in the musical or in the dance yes, numbers or yeah. step I, numbers, whatever you call them. Yeah, and, and I think this is another thing about kind of reclaiming how we think about all sorts of things because men are, yeah, there's always like troops of men as well mm. and they're often, they're not in like the kind of scanty things that the women no. are in, but they're very revealing often. Mm. But yeah. the forgotten man sequence I think is is yeah. just beyond it's just mm. the greatest it's just i mm. can't even i mean just the fact that w which one is she that i can't think is it joan blunt no i yeah, can't think I, what it's carol carol yeah. joan, blunt, joan blunt yeah it is yeah, yeah that the way that she's a sex worker mm. and like i've just been writing about this because as you know the reason i rewatched this was because i'm writing about it mm. for the book um and it, i think it's really interesting her costume because the way that it indicates she's disreputable or poor in the eyes of the film and the idea eyes of contemporary society is that it has that kind of pantomime like cuts mm. at the hem of her skirt yes. mm. so it's like she's in a costume that's very definitely signaling this is a costume of this whereas most of the other people in that whole sequence that whole long sequence are in realistic costumes according to what's being shown yeah i thought I thought, yeah, the other, I think the other signifies, yeah, you're right, she, she's got, it looks like a sort of velvety skirt, but, and, and they mm. sort of cut into it at the bottom, but quite regularly, yeah. it wouldn't be like well, that Well, exactly, normally. no, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like, well, it is like a pantomime costume. Yeah, and I think the other signal is just the, the little um, scarf, I think that's another yes. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. I did the one man who then is revealed to have been in the army because he has an order, a decoration inside. Yes. He's having yes. it inside yes. his jacket. Again, I thought his suit looked actually quite nice. And mm. so again, that was a bit costumey. I yeah. thought. Mm. It was quite sort of brushed, you know. Yes, you're right. You're mm. right. Yes, like Mother, Cor Mother Courage. Yeah, also how yeah. she doesn't at the beginning sing she just talks yes mm. yes that i hadn't made that connection but you're absolutely right what well, i can't remember when he goes over to america probably a bit later than that mm. but um but i love it that yes that she speaks it 
and in in a very particular she really enunciates it yeah but then the pan, the camera pans up and you see etta motor yeah. so you get a black performer being given that status within mm. a white hollywood film and that she starts singing it and it's so beautiful yes. i think and so mm. oh my god just so laden with emotion and she's wearing that kind of cotton dress that evokes you know working women but also working class women but also like the south mm. and and suddenly you're in the depression and yeah. i mean this is pre fsa but it's as though you get I can't remember if it's oh, three really? or four. It's pre because I thought it so. Yeah, looks yeah, because no, like... the the resettlement administration I think is thirty four, and then the FSA is like thirty six or thirty seven. Wow! So it's before that because it so looked like yeah mm. photos. Mm. Yeah, really, really like you get photos, and it's. I mean, when they go into the war scenes, I think it's just mm. phenomenal. I mean, it really tells you it's theatre because you can see the moving like walkway things that they're mm. walking on the soldiers but the the fact that you have like it seems like an entire regiment mm. and you, you know they're they're semi-naked they're injured it and they're in the rain mm. oh my god yeah and that then they turn into a line of men you know holding their collars close queuing for soup mm. is just astonishing that whole forgotten man scene and this is because i think it's 32 that you get the bonus army which is that veterans were told they would get this money in 45 mm. and they demand it before and they march on washington and i think a couple of people are killed the police open fire on them and it's 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 all that period mm. and i found it when i was researching it i found it because i thought wow there's going to be such amazing write-ups of that scene and it's mentioned it's often mentioned as like mm. really brilliant but it's not gone into i haven't yet found anything from the from the time just like a cinema review that really goes into it in detail and yet now it's just mind-blowing mm. yeah that's really interesting i think they see it they see i've only read one thing in the new york times from the time and it mm. it was just it was quite short and it, it's yes. more like it's just another musical albeit yes. quite a spectacular one yeah um, yeah no it's i just think it's incredible and then that shot at the end where you have i don't even know how to explain it but like a sort of archway a sort mm. of semi-opaque semi-transparent archway of men as though they're on a treadmill in their uniform so you see their silhouettes of them in uniform and then they come out as forgotten men mm. at the bottom is amazing and also that that's how it ends it then doesn't yes. go back to the yeah you don't go back to the story mm. you're just ending on that of, mm. of of her kind of plea of like the crowd scene and blondel with her arms held high mm. and that's the end oh my god Beatrice. yeah yeah it's really 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 good to watch it and it's so good. Well, let's hope the BFI does a season of something. Yeah, and we can see it on a big, big screen. That would yeah. be so good. It would be amazing. <sighs> okay, well, I better go and actually do some work. Now. Okay, all right. Okay, I'll talk to you soon then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.